So yeah, I'm back with another episode of my podcast, Boxing Talks with Ashley. And in this episode, I'll be talking about the history of Joe Fraser. And before I start talking about him, um, don't uh, don't forget to tell your friends and family about this podcast. And also, I may say some repeated stuff. And uh, I also may, re- I uh, might um mess up a little bit. And also, uh, don't mind the background noise. So yeah, I'm going to get started. So yeah. Joe Fraser... Uh, was the world heavyweight champ boxing champion from February 16th, 1970 to January 22nd, 1973. When boxing great George Foreman beat him, Fraser is perhaps best remembered for his grueling 14-round match against Muhammad Ali in the Philippines, known as the Thrina, known as the Thriller in Manila, which Ali won by Won by TKO, Fraser died of liver cancer in 2011. And the youngest of 12 children, Billy Joe Fraser, was born on uh, January 12, 1944, in Bowie South Carolina. His parents, Reuben and Dolly Fraser, were sharecroppers, so the family never had much money. By the age of 15, Fraser, who had quit school two years before he was he, he was two years before he was on his own he moved to new york city to live with an older one of his older brothers and find work there employment however it was hard to come by and put cash in his pocket when uh, he started selling cars and selling them to a junkyard in brooklyn but fraser harbored dreams of being something with his um life uh, many of those dreams of doing um, something with his life, many of them were built around boxing. As a younger kid back in South Carolina, he had dreamed of becoming the next Joe Lewis, airing out punches at burlap bags he'd filled with leaves and moss. With up north Fraser loved Fraser's love for boxing didn't subside. After moving to Philadelphia, Fraser found work at a slaughterhouse where he routinely punched side of beef um, stored in a refrigerated room. The scene later inspired Sylvester Saloon Sylvester Saloon for the 1978-76 film Rocky. <sighs> it wasn't until 1961 though that Fraser entered the ring and uh, actually began to box he was rough and undisciplined but his unpolished talent caught the eye of trainer Yank Duran under the direction of Duran who shortened Fraser's punchers punches and added power to his devastating left hook the young boxer quickly found success for three straight years he was the middle uh, he was the middle of he was in the middle of the Atlantic Golden Gloves champion. I believe he was the Atlantic Golden Gloves champion, and he captured the gold medal at the 1964 Summer Olympics in Tokyo. He turned pro in just over under a year. Had complied to his record of 11 and 0. In March 1968, he was crowned heavyweight champion, a result that stemmed in part of from Muhammad Ali getting striped off his heavyweight title the year before 
after refusing to be drafted in 1970. Uh, Ali successfully sued to get his boxing license back, setting the stage for the sport's highly anticipated matchup between Fraser and Ali. While the two fighters um, may have respected each other, the two men were clearly not friends. Fraser steamed at the vocal Ali, who repeatedly called him a gorilla, and Uncle Tom. Years later, Fraser's anger still hadn't cooled after seeing uh, Ali battling Parkinson's disease. Later, the flame at the 1966 uh, Olympic Summer Olympics in Atlanta, Fraser told reporters he would have liked to have pushed him in there, had pushed him in their first battle. So they fought like a few times. They 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 didn't just fight once. They fought like a few times. I don't remember how many, but they fought like more than once. That's all I know. That that's pretty much all I remember for now. So yeah, the first battle dubbed the fight of the century uh, took place at New York's Madison Square Garden on May eighth. I mean on March eighth, nineteen seventy one. Despite being lighter and shorter than Ali Fraser, uh, in front of a packed house that included Frank Sinatra, who photographed the match for Left Life magazine and Hubert Humphrey were Ali down. Fraser took the fight with a unanimous decision, delivering Ali's first professional defeat. So I believe he was the first person to defeat Muhammad Ali. So yeah. The victory cap cap catapulted I'm trying to pronounce this. Catapulted catapulted Fraser to full fledged uh, stand stardom and riches. He purchased uh, a th- 368 acre farm not far from where he grew. He had grown up and became the first African American since uh, Reconstruction to speak in front of the South Carolina lecture. Lecture, I believe. Lecture. In 1974, uh, Fraser, who lost his title the year before to George Foreman stepped into the ring against Ali again this time Ali who came out victorious their final battle came in 1975 in the Philippines dubbed the thrill the thriller in Manila it's considered the sports greatest fights by some boxing historians so I believe it fought three times three or four times around there so yeah the match lasted four bruising eyesight issue uh the match lasted fourteen bruising eyesight issues was prevented from coming out from the final round by his trainer Eddie Fudge. It was the closest thing to dying I known of this I believe that's what he said. Ollie later said of the fight that in nineteen seventy eight the at the age of thirty two Fraser retired. He briefly returned to the ring in nineteen eighty one but quickly retired again after and for good. After just one fight, his post-boxing years saw him manage the career of his oldest son, Marvis, of heavyweight. His daughter, Jackie Fraser, lied and took up boxing and eventually fought Ali's daughter, Layla Ali, in a fight called Ali Fraser, which was number four. Ali came out victorious in all in all Fraser had 11 children, uh, sons, Marvis, Hector, Joseph, Reuben, J- 
Joe, uh, and then I believe another Joseph, Jordan, Brandon, Marcus, and Derek, and Dennis, and daughters Jackie, Weather, Jonetta, Renee, and Natasha. He and his wife Florence Smith divorced in 1985. Fraser rem- remained with his longtime girlfriend out of 40 years, Denise Menz, until his death in September. 2011, Fraser was diagnosed with liver cancer. The disease quickly spread, and he soon was in hospice care. He died at his home in Philadelphia on November 7th, 2011. So, yeah, this is the history of Joe Fraser. So, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed uh, this episode. Don't forget to tell your friends and family about this episode. uh, I mean, about this podcast. So, yeah, hope you guys enjoyed. Peace.